Sunday, it's pay-per-view day, or should I say network exclusive day, we're going to talk about some wrestling. It's been a while, but with WWE's current product and just overall a lack of interest in wrestling, just to talk about it, but I figured, what the hell, I should start doing wrestling podcasts on Sunday if it's solo if it's with uh my fellow cohorts and you know who you are ron himself cosmic kaiser and super freak and in the future we'll have uh bevin and silly uni all those boys from the hyperbolic shirt company or the hyperbolic salt chamber shout out to those guys but yeah we will be, I'll, I'll finalize everything, but we will be doing wrestling podcasts in the future, uh, solo and with my fellow compadres. Because regardless of how how we feel with wrestling today, and there's a lot of great wrestling, but it's just wrestling overall hasn't. It's not must see. I still enjoy it. I will enjoy a good wrestling match. I will still enjoy a nice story to complement the good wrestling and the characters and all the nuances but it's just like everyone else is clamoring for more uh everyone is clamoring for something different something fresh some new ideas some fresh blood we still have a passion but as for me we can talk about how crap Raw and SmackDown have been. We can talk about how low the ratings are. We can talk about how bad no one is buying tickets for WWE Stomping Grounds, which is live tonight from Tacoma, Washington. And there's still tickets available, and they're most likely going to be comped because WWE is trying to push people into the arena to look for. And to have that going on, to just give tickets away because you know your show isn't selling out, so you got to do whatever you can to get people in there so it can seem full, it's pretty bullshit. It's not must-see, and WWE has to do everything in their power and listen. But the person at the helm doesn't, doesn't care. They he still thinks and all his yes men and women still think that it's cool what they're doing. Cause let's face it, just with uh sweet Saudi money, uh two weeks past sweet Saudi money, uh part three, uh why me, shout outs to <laughs> Solomon Monster for that. But with Sweet Saudi Money three out of the way, they're going right back to 
traditional pay-per-view or network exclusive uh, events, and they're making money hand they're making money hand over fist because they have the Fox deal, they have money from USA, and then they have uh, Saudi Arabia money. They got sweet Saudi money, so. Regardless of, of how good or bad, in this case, how garbage the product has been, people are going to, you know, they're going to make money. They don't care. And oh, we, we'll still have our, our million or we have our, our 1.1s or 1.6s watching or, you know, 1.0 watching. doesn't matter because we're making money. We have all, all, all this money coming in. And we don't know how much, like exactly how much this deal with Saudi Arabia uh, goes for. Like the how much money is, is made because there's a, an estimate out there, but we know it's way more. It has to be way more. Because, and, and I think before we get into this, I feel, I think, I believe, whatever you want to, but my opinion this deal is one of the main reasons why this pay-per-view, not only this pay-per-view, but just overall the product has been going down. Like you notice as soon as they announced the Saudi deal, things just started going downhill. People in protests, you know, stop watching uh, WWE, stop going to events, stop, uh, they subscribe to unsubscribe from the network. And rightfully so. But you see the decline. And they're getting all this money in. They're getting all this influx of cash in. And still, the product is getting worse and worse. Ratings are going are going down. People are unhappy. They want to jump ship to AEW. They want to just jump ship. Doesn't matter if it's AEW or not. They just want to get out. Because, yeah, they can make money you know, left and right. But at the end of the day, if they're not being used properly, if they're not happy, if they're not, they're not successful in, in their dreams and their goals for being in wrestling, for being in WWE, then what's the point of having all this money? And that's why people are trying to jump ship. They're, they're frustrated. They're fed up. You know, they're pissed off. And rightfully so. And we're going to get into this. And, and this is the reason why. I've just taken a back seat from watching and just talking about it on, on podcasts. Even though it's fun to go over a lot of wrestling, it's just such a chore. And I don't like things that I'm passionate about or enjoy or have an interest in to be a chore. Because once something that you like to do, something you enjoy to do is, is a chore, it stops being fun. And I want wrestling to be fun. I want it to be uh, full of surprises, twists and turns, storylines, characters, character development, you know, storyline progression. I want all that. And hopefully with AEW, we will get that. And hopefully WWE will get fire lit under their asses so they can actually improve. Because they got this Fox deal coming. And... Who knows? And I know they, these companies should be just demanding because they're paying money. You know, invest, they're investing in, in WWE. 
So they had to put their foot down. When you're dealing with with large sums of money, when you're dealing with uh, investors and, and stockholders, and you know advertisement from other companies, you have to like whip WWE straight. So that's why I haven't been doing wrestling podcasts as much. The main reason why, but I hope to change that. Now that speaking of which, uh, paper uh, paper schedules, podcast schedules. So, I'll be posting podcasts on Sunday, on Wednesday, and on Friday. And also, when I post on Friday, it could be Thursday or Friday, depending on. So, if I don't post something Thursday, it will be up Friday. And if I don't edit it in time, it will be posted Friday. Just to, you know, some clarification. So, it is Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday. But for now, it will be Friday. So that is the schedule I have. So we will have wrestling on Sunday. I will have my sex and relationship podcast on Wednesday. And then Thursday or Friday, it will be table for one or a round table. And also with the round table... I will try to get Rome and Agent Neil back for a round table. Now that the month is almost over, uh, we can do one for July. I'll try to get these round tables once a month because I have a lot of fun doing them uh, with those boys. And hopefully in the future we'll do more. And if we can at least do two one or two a month that would be great but we'll see we just have to see how things uh, turn out because uh you know working you know we're, we're working we're you know we have our responsibilities so when they can get on they can get on just to a bit of clarification to why there hasn't been a round table and there will be just uh be a little patient with me and i'll keep you posted so now in other news I recently posted two podcasts this past week episode 19 of table for one is burn it with tender where I discuss dating relationships and using the use of online dating apps and social media in 2019. So if you guys are interested in hearing that, hearing me talk about that, go into a little bit of some rants, please feel free to listen. That is just uh, check out episode 19 of Table 41. Also, episode 18, which is my E3 coverage of of uh, 2019, episode 18, uh, E3 2019. If you want to listen to me talk about uh, my take and my thoughts on E3 this year, you're more than welcome to listen to that. And finally, episode 20, we made 20 episodes of Table for One. And hopefully, hopefully, you do 20 more, 40 more, 50 more, 80 more, infinity more. So, I talked about 
G4, its uh, its start, its rise, and slow and painful death as they merge with Tech TV and essentially killing off two channels. And just my take on everything, brief timeline of of the key events that led to the channel's downfall. And I'll be talking. Also, I may revisit it in the future because I, I do want to have a a roundtable uh, type podcast with the boys because they 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 too love G four, and it'll be cool to get their take on on uh, G four TV for gamers. So that being said, please check all these past podcasts out on. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And you can find all these links to the podcast feeds on rubenprimetv.com slash podcast. And if you want, please consider going on Twitter. Follow me as well at TV. Again, on Twitter, follow me at Room Prime TV, and also again my website roomprimetv.com and also roomprimetv.com/slash/podcasts for all of your podcasting uh, desires. If you want, if you so wish, you ever so desire to listen to my podcast and one of the streams, one of the streaming. Uh, uh, services, one of the podcast streaming uh, services. So, that being said, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? So, we're going to hit on tonight's pay-per-view. WWE Stomping Grounds, two weeks after the controversial Sweet Saudi Money 3. Or Super Showdown, but I like to call it Sweet Saudi Money 3. Why me? Shout out to Solid Monster. Will be hitting on the card, giving my 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 predictions, also ratings, and also a bit of AEW news to top it off, and also a bit of CM Punk. So, WWE Stomping Grounds. It is live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the network. And they're live from Tacoma, Washington. And we have uh, a card. We have a wrestling card to, to go over so quickly. We have the Cruiserweight Championship match between Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Akira Tozawa. Uh, they had a controversial finish to the number one contenders Fatal 4-Way where both Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa's uh, shoulders, they were pinned. They pinned each other essentially. So they were both put in into the title match turning it into a to a a triple threat match. I think that Thing is Drew Gulak's time, and it's so funny because why did it take off? Why did they? Uh, why did they have Buddy Murphy drop the belt 
to Tony Nese at Mania, which was a cool moment. You know, Tony Nese being a, a native of New York. But as soon as he debuted on SmackDown, Buddy Murphy was nowhere to be found. Just MIA, he's missing. You know, his face is on a milk carton. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be seen. What's going on? I know he's not injured. What, what's, what is going on? Maybe he is, maybe he's not. Maybe he has some personal personal emergency. I don't know. But he's nowhere to be found. They took him off of TV for what? If they was going to have him off TV for such a long time, they should just kept the belt on him a little while longer. But we're talking about the, the here and now. So I think that Drew Gulak will, will uh, get the belt here. But in the other part of me feels like he will, uh, Tony Nese will retain. But me personally, I want Drew Gulak to win. And also, before I mention this, three out of nine, three out of the nine matches announced are fresh matches that we haven't seen. The other six are rematches from Super Showdown, from WrestleMania, from Money in the Bank, Raw and SmackDown, and... It's just like it shows. This is essentially rematch grounds. It's uh, rewind grounds, whatever you want to call it. It's just a bunch of rematches. But these three matches, which is the Cruiserweight Championship match, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, and the United States Championship match. These three matches are, are fresh. They haven't happened before. And the other six are just repeats, rematches. So, this is what we have. So we have, speaking of uh, repeats and rematches, we have the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think that this could be a pre-show match. Because they do have a pre-show, remember. So they have to... They have to, they got to have a match on the pre-show. So I think that this will be it. And to think that Kevin Owens was considered to be a contender for the WWE title. Um, which I still think he, he should. I still think he should be WWE champion. And for the love of God, please, can we detach Owens and Zayn from the hip? We, we know they're, they're close friends. We, we know that they work well together. But it's a reason why we have two brands. And it's just, it's so, like, it's done. We need to make sure that they're separated from each other because they always go back. You know, WWE always have them together. They don't need to be together. They can work well on their own. Uh, Zami Zayn could be a, a great heel on Raw. Owens could be a great hill on SmackDown. But who I... Since it's, since uh, there isn't any stakes, no high stakes in this match, uh, Owens and Zayn should win here. And this should be definitely on the pre-show. Since there's no stakes. So then the, the second match that is fresh and new 
It's the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match between Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. So, Heavy Machinery is back on TV. You know, they're peers. So, this... They could take a loss here because they got to build up Heavy Machinery. I still think that they should get around with the tag titles. But... What happens when you're not on TV, you have no momentum, and then suddenly you're thrust into a title opportunity, well, title match. So it's kind of weird that they, they, they've been they been on the main roster for, you know, just a few months, a shy, a few months, but they haven't been on TV as much. And also with Daniel Bryan not wanting to go to... Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's why he was he was slated to go against Kofi Kingston, but since he didn't want to go, so it was Dolph Ziggler. So there's a lot a lot of moving parts. So eventually he became tag team champions with uh, Rowan, and I feel like Daniel Bryan and Rowan will retain, and hopefully for the love of God. Please, can we get some hemp belts, uh, you know, tag team title belts? Because this is weird, you know, with story continuity, character continuity, that Daniel Bryan is an eco-friendly heel, and he's wearing, he's probably wearing a larger title. So it won't hurt if if they made a set of tag titles that were made of hemp or or some sort of material, eco-friendly material, it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't hurt, even if it's for like a month or so, or two weeks, three weeks, whatever the fuck. I don't understand, like, why. If if they had Shane McMahon run out a fucking limo, have a, a private party, you know, storyline-wise, then how come they can't have Rowan and Brian with a set of tag titles made of hemp, made of wood or whatever? Why? I don't understand. It's just little things like that that kind of irk me because you got to keep the storyline going. You got to keep the character going. If Daniel Bryan is this eco-friendly healed, is eco-friendly terrorist, then they, they got to go all the way. Don't stop. When, oh, he's not WWE champion anymore, so he he shouldn't have a hemp you know tag team title belt. You know, he shouldn't have the tag belts hemp, made of hemp. But this match, it could be good. It's fresh, it's new, so I think that Danny Bryan and Rowan will retain here. But this, they should definitely build up heavy machinery uh, because the tag team division on both brands are horrendous. They are garbage. You don't care. And with all the tag team matches that we have, all the all the two on two or the three on three tag team matches, no wonder why the tag team division is non existent every single fucking week. So we have the third match, third fresh unique match that we have on the card is the United States title match between Samoa Joe against Ricochet. Here I think Samojo should retain here. 
it, it won't hurt Ricochet. What I like to see is Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. Um, this whole thing with his in- shoulder injury and Mysterio had, I, I still think that they should just kept the belt on on um, Rey Mysterio, but just the way that he lost the belt, you know, the way that Samoa Joe lost the belt, it's just, this is really like hokey and convoluted. It's really hokey. It's like, come on now. He's kept the belt on him. If he, he came back, he returns so quickly. We thought that he was going to be out of action for a while. So I don't, I don't understand like why, you know, for the life of me, uh, it just have Samoa Joe drop the belt. And then if that case, they should just had Samoa Joe retain. It's just the, the decisions, the, the dumb dick decisions that, uh, WWE, WWE, uh, do it's just amazing and, and why nothing makes sense it's just uh 50 50 booking uh dropping titles losing matches that have people lose matches that they shouldn't be losing uh just hokey people that are getting offense shouldn't be getting offense and vice versa it's it's insane so Small draw retain, but I think down the line, maybe at SummerSlam, Ricochet may get his first singles title in their main roster. So we'll we'll see. We'll definitely see. So now we get to the bulk of the card now. We have the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. So yeah, like so what's up with this? We have a SmackDown competitor in Bailey, who is SmackDown Live Tech, uh, SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Why is she going up against a Raw superstar? But yeah, the the brand split is dead. It's been dead. They don't care about it. Throwing everything out the window. It's uh, rather it be. Charlotte, like at, at least it ain't Charlotte because Charlotte doesn't need another ten title reigns. She really doesn't. So that's cool. And Carmella, no. While Carmella is, you know, she's alright. She's cute. But no, I'm sorry. So I guess they just went with the better choice, but it's not. It's not even uh, the best choice. Isn't always the best choice. And this raw card rule, it confuses the hell out of me, confuses the hell out of everyone. Just, oh, just have people just show up on different brands so their their star power will diminish. Because if they're on both brands every week, then the importance of both brands are just thrown out the window. Hmm. Raw, SmackDown, who cares? Who, who the fuck cares? Fuck that. So let's just have everyone on... on on both brands. Doesn't matter. Who who gives a fuck? Uh, but here, while Alexa Bliss has more wins against Bailey, three to one, I, I think that Bailey will retain here. Because it will be weird for Alexa to win. And we don't know she's 100%. Like, people think, oh, she's 100%. She's, she's wrestling. But she's been wrestling in a lot of tag team matches. So they did a good job, like shout outs to DT, uh, Don Tony, Smoke and Mirrors, the, the Smoke and Mirrors tour. And it's with the woman, 
it's funny that there's a smoke and mirrors tour with a lot of these women because yeah Alexa got injured she got concussed so they're playing it safe with her understandably but we we need to like Bailey she needs to have a good lengthy title run not not too lengthy not like two years away but just a, a credible title reign because a lot of her title reigns and like Alexa Bliss said on on the promo this past Monday night is just placeholder and it's not her fault it's WWE creative and the way that they're booking they've been booking Bailey when she's very talented and for for all her talent She's being misused, and it's upsetting, and it's a shame, and that's why Alexa Bliss left. You know, regardless of her being, you know, a, a diva and a prima donna, like there's a reason why. There's a reason why she left, but she'll be back. Hopefully, they'll have a program. They'll have a program together. Uh, Sasha will turn heel. It would be cool for her to turn, you know, to just come back, turn hill, because that's where Sasha Banks thrives. She's not, I'd rather her be a hill, not a baby face, because you have Bailey. Bailey's the, the best, like, they can have Bailey be the, the biggest baby face, you know, in the women's division. And they have uh, Becky Lynch as that, that anti hero. So you have anti-hero, you have a face, you have a hill. And that's that's where you need. Or everything works in threes. You need to have a good face, good heel, and a anti-hero, a, a, a tweener. And if WWE does that, if they if they strengthen and they build up these women, then they should do fine. But right now. It's up in the air, and also the absence of Ronda Rousey really hurts. It really hurts to have no Ronda Rousey around because she is the the Joker to the Batman. You, you, you can't have one out the other. That's why Ronda and Becky work so well, and I wish that they had a one-on-one match. And... Charlotte being inserted, I really wish that it was just a one-on-one match. But it helped because there were times where Ronda was lost and whatnot. But overall, that match at WrestleMania was just sloppy overall. And can you, you know, blame goes all around. But it it just set the women's evolution, revolution back. But anyways, enough about that. Uh, Bailey will retain here. So now, from the SmackDown Women's Championship to now the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Uh, I have a premonition. I have a premonition, and I hope it does not come true. But I have a feeling that they might have Lacey win here. Um. I don't, while she's not bad, I just 
don't like the idea of someone someone just pushed up instead of being built up. But again, because Ronda Rousey is is, is out of action, she's MIA. That's why they need someone to step up. So she st- she stepped up, and it's unfortunate because she's a marine. She's a she she's a marine. Confirmed kills, SWAT officer. You know weapons, combat training. You know once a marine is always a, a marine, but they have her in this sassy sudden bell gimmick and then just brush off oh I'm a marine it's like ew god why did they like you have something in Lacey Evans that she can while she can't fill Rhonda's shoes she can be that alternative be like hey like we're we're here wrestling, but in real if we're we're wrestling and if this was the real world, and without breaking kayfabe or whatever, because even though it's dead, you still had to have some semblance of it. But if, if we weren't wrestling, if we were you know outside the ring, I can kill you. I can find a way to kill you with my with my fucking hat or whatever I have, you know, with my ring gear, I can find a way to kill you with it because I'm that badass. But instead, oh, I'm a, I'm a Marine. Like, oh my God, like so just nauseating. Just the fact that she's a Marine and they're not using that WWE um, creative and writers are not using that. To her, to her advantage. Like, we don't need a, a sassy Southern Belle. You know, she's cute. Great body on her. But she's legit. And they could use that 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 legit factor that she has. But nope, we're just going to have her be a, a Southern Belle. And this is what we have right now. So, I don't want her to win the World Women's Championship. I do want Becky to retain through SummerSlam. It would be cool for her to retain through SummerSlam and have a, a really good match. Uh, maybe her opponent will be uh, Sasha Banks. Hopefully Ronda returns. It would be cool if Ronda returns and we can have that, that one-on-one match. But we'll see. And then rematch from WrestleMania. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew might win here. He, he he could win here because he lost retardedly. Just nonsensical, just lost. Just had Roman have a big win because he was back from battling leukemia. The match had no place at WrestleMania and it has no place on this card. So, Drew wins. They need to start building him up. They might as well. The backstage segment between him and former 3MB member uh, Heath Slater was good. They need to do that. 
they need to have heelish moments instead of going in the ring and calling himself or the commentators calling him the Scottish psychopath. Like, how, how is he a psychopath? I know they can't use a chosen one gimmick because he, he ain't the chosen one no more, but what is a, a Scottish psychopath? You know, like, what, what is that? He wins. Let's keep it moving. WWE Championship match. Rematch from Super Showdown. Ugh. Slurred right there. Super Showdown. That's why I need to use the, the, the correct term. Sweet Saudi Money 3. Why me? And why is this pay-per-view happening? Oh, why, why, oh, why me? Kofi and Dolph. Another premonition. Dolph maybe possibly walking out. I don't think so, even though I feel like it's Kofi's time to lose the belt. But I don't think he would. But we know with Dolph Ziggler, the same song and dance. The, just the way I like it. The start, stop, push with Ziggler. Promises are given to him and it seems all oh, like we can have him be a WWE champion and then nope, just stop. And then he came back for the payday and look, if I was offered a, a million, around a million dollars to wrestle, go to another, you know, go into a foreign country and wrestle for a million, a million dollars, I'll do it. So in that case, I don't fault him, but we know the same routine with Ziggler. We know that. When it's all said and done, it won't mean a crack of shit. He he's gonna go back to obscurity, and he's gonna continue to flop around and sell, and to his detriment because, like someone mentioned, it's good that people know how to sell, but when it comes to, you know, you can put someone over. All well, it's all good. But to the point that, oh, people, you know, the people in the back, you know, Vince, people, wrestling in the back, they see, oh, like, this this guy can make make other people look good. So we'll, we'll have him make the other person look good so they can get over it rather than he is selling to not only put the other person over, but to put himself over too. And that's what happens. You can sell so well to your judgment that you were used to put other people over instead of the other way around. And I feel like this is going to happen. It's going to sell like crazy, flop around like a magic harp, and he's going to go right back to obscurity and probably have another match at SummerSlam or whatever. It's a steel cage, so probably we'll see something new, but just... Kofi will retain here. And then finally, we have Mr. Burn It Down, your Universal Champion, versus the champion of Arby's, of Applebee's, of TGI Fridays, of uh, Dallas BBQs, of Sizzlers. Oh no, Sizzlers is gone. I don't know if they, they still exist. Uh, Red Lobster. Baron Corbin. Look, I, I, I like Baron Corbin. 
but just for him to be in the main event level being pushed this hard no he he could be a good uh mid card upper mid card guy to be in the main event no and understand there's people that can contend but then they won't win which is fine but for him to be pushed this heavily and this prominently which we need that we we need more fresh faces in the main event scene but just the way that they're going about with Baron Corbin is not favorable. It's really not. And that's why people are not interested in this. And especially this is a a rematch from Super Showdown. And also the other stipulation, there's a stipulation where Baron Corbin gets to choose a special guest referee. So we don't know who it is. It, could, it can't be Elias. It can't be Heath Slater. It can't be EC3. They got the shit kicked out of them. Uh, I don't. It should be Brock Lesnar, but to have a referee, you know, to have someone that holds the money in the bank briefcase be a referee, where he has all the power, he can just smash both of them in the face with the with the briefcase you know they start the match and he just go and you know do an F5 and wham bam there's your uncle so I don't know but to be fair Baron Corbin like an idiot almost got himself disqualified he bring it, trying to introduce a chair into into the match on Monday Night Raw I was like really and then after Oregon and Oregon, he came back and got rolled up. So, okay. So, that that will be in his character to do something stupid like that. But I think here, a part of me, the cynical part in me, the just just how, you know, how fucked up I can be mentally and just seeing Baron Corbin win the Universal Championship. I wouldn't mind seeing that, just the cynical part, just how curious... I, I I could see that. I could see him winning. I could see him winning this bout. But I think Seth retains here. But I feel like just a part of me, either Corbin uh, wins or Sun Hokey happens and Brock Lesnar uh, walks out with the bout, cashes in, walks out with the bout, and you won't see him onto SummerSlam. So that's probably the case. That's probably the, the case we have here. We don't know. Who knows? But I'm intrigued for the chaos that it brings. I'm only intrigued uh, for this match because of the chaos. So, that being said, that is your stomping grounds predictions. So, now really quickly, we're going to go to a few news articles here. So, speaking of stomping grounds, we have here tickets are not selling out as well. And this was a few days ago, three days ago, uh, June 20th. The WWE stomping ground ticket sales are extremely low. And you can see on, you can look it up on Twitter. Just the amount of blue that's that are um, all over the 
all over the page here, all over the, the photo. Those are available seats. All the blue that you're seeing, they, you of course you probably seen this on Twitter. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's ensuring it. Just so many seats available. And this is on. This was posted on June 20th. It is June 23rd. Tonight is stomping grounds. And we'll we'll see. And they most likely will be comping out tickets. They will give out two for one, three for one, four for one special because no one's going to the show. And they got to fill out these seats. And it's a shame that WWE, this wrestling uh, entertainment company, a sports entertainment company with a media empire, and they can't get people to a show. And I hope this is a clean slate. Once, like tonight, goes through that this is a clean slate. But with these Saudi shows that they do twice a year, it really muddies the water with the product. It really does. Because you're promoting basically two shows. The, the main roster and then for the Saudi shows. You could just have a, a house show out there. And not have it interfere with the main storylines. That That is my concern with the Saudi deal. And it's screwing up storyline continuity. And if they want to, you know, of course, they're contractually obligated to for a few years. So, uh, 10 years, I believe. So, they, they have to. But if they're going to do it the way the way that they, they should do it without screwing up storylines and continuity, which is barely non-existent, they should just have regular house shows. But, anyways, these tickets, these, uh... This graph here is like horrendous. See it on Ticketmaster. It's horrible. So many, so many blue spots. People aren't, aren't, you know, stomping hard enough to to Tacoma, Washington, and it shows. No one's interested in the product. So hopefully, tonight will will show some change. But we all know that. Is wishful uh, wishful thinking. You gotta knock on wood. Sometimes you gotta knock on wood. So, speaking of unhappiness and morale, TJP has been released from WWE, and it's been a breath of fresh air. He hasn't seen a, a thriving indie circuit. Since he wasn't in these way long before, and he in that quote he says, "You know, I always had a wonderful experience with upper management, the upper administration working directly with Vince and Hunter. That's always been pleasant for me, but it was the lower administration, like the micromanaging from producers and creators and creative." The writers and things like that, that was the ultimate source for a lot of guys' unhappiness, at least for me. You know, it's frustrating that guys in this position, they play favorites. Some guys get held back. Not that brass ring is not like it doesn't exist, and it's not like it doesn't 
exists in the fair way, like Vincent Hunter, but people micromanaging beneath them. They arrange us at different starting lines, so some guys, it's impossible to get ahead just because you get constantly handcuffed. One thing I love about the freedom I have now that that I don't have someone saying that I can't say this or kind of rustling my match through you know for me through a headset. Sometimes rustling there just feels like it has no soul, and it does. Nothing feels authentic. Nothing feels real. Everything is so choreographed, micromanaged. Everything's so scripted to the point that, like TJP said. Someone is telling you how to wrestle through a headset, through an earpiece. It's so much micromanaging. And that's why the fun is stripped out of it. When you can't innovate, when you can't go, you know, off the cuff, when you can't throw a little spice in there, and you're told to do every sequence, every move, every hold for the most part, when you're told uh, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and all this little micromanaging in the middle. No wonder people are upset. No wonder people wanna wanna flee. They wanna jump ship because it's it's not working. And TJP just ex- uh, illustrated perfectly. It's usually the people. It's not always the people on top. Even though at the end of the day, it's Vince. Just get that clear. While there's a lot of issues with lower management and middle management. It, it starts and then ends with Vince. But it's always funny to me that, you know, in working society, it's always people that have the least amount of power that try to make it hard for those. They they stomp on people that are below them, but they're not in, in such a high position themselves. And it's always the, the ones that lower or middle management that are always a problem. And I've seen that. We, we all dealt with that. We all dealt with that at some point of our lives for those who who work. You know, could be, you could work in a corporate setting or you can work in a retail setting, warehouse setting, what have you. You know, sales. And you see that. It's always, when you go, especially as a customer, you go to the, uh, a shopping mall, you go to a supermarket, a department store, and there's always middle management. There's always a supervisor. Is always someone lower that is always giving you shit about everything or anything. Is always that, and then you wonder why people don't bring their service to that place anymore because they just fed up how they're being treated as a customer. And also for the employees when they get treated like shit by lower management. So TJP has it right on the money here. So, everyone leaves WWE on their own reasons. Uh, for their own reasons. TJP not might have left on his own when he was released. But he certainly seemed happier now. And that's the point. You're happier. Look at John Moxley. He left. He changed his look. He feels invigorated. He's in New Japan. He's your IWGP United States Champion. A credible match with Juice Robinson. Uh, speaking of which, I seen the match. And full, and that match was excellent. Just seeing Moxley come down to the you know to the ring, 
through the crowd, and it, he was happy. He was having fun. He was able to do the things that he couldn't do in WWE. He felt refreshed. And in the first night in New Japan, he won the United States belt. And I can't wait to see more of him in New Japan, as well as in AEW. Because once AEW, you know, gets their gets their shows out of the way, get the fire fest, all out, and eventually the TV deal, we're gonna have like we're gonna see John Moxley. Ooh, we're we're gonna see him. We're gonna see all all these um, upstarts and uh, favorites and and veterans as well. We're gonna see what they can do. We're gonna see what they can bring. And we ha- we have, but now on a on with a TV deal such as TNM, we're gonna see. So it's all about when you leave and you you be happy. You just take you just take away. You take yourself from that from that environment, and you feel refreshed. So I'm glad for him. I'm glad for TJP. And I can't wait to see what they can do. So, so CM Punk recently tweeted the other day, and he talked about how he, he over he's just tired because he's always get asked, "Oh, we ain't gonna come back to wrestling." Oh, why do you talk about this? Why do you talk about that? Because this Twitter, he tweets about sports. He tweets about. Um, movies and comic books. It's, it's his Twitter. He can tweet whatever he wants. And I'm sick and tired of people tweeting him about when he's going to come back to wrestle. Because it's his choice. He doesn't want to wrestle. He doesn't have to wrestle. Understand? He He's still beloved. He's still missed. There are a lot of dream matches that we want to see. We're clamoring for something different. We're clamoring ever since he left. Just the decline of WWE just went down and down and down. But he left. He was unhappy. The way that he did it may not rub people the right way. But he did it and he's been happy ever since. But for people to talk, just tweet him. Oh, we ain't going to come back to wrestling. We ain't going to come back to wrestling. We ain't going to do this. It's, It's so annoying and I understand. And... Especially tweeting to him about wrestling and how bad it is, and and tweeting to him like, why are people tweeting and talking about stuff that that they hate? And reading this article from Ringside News, all these articles are from Ringside News. CM Punk walked away from pro wrestling, but fans would love to see him make a return. He's still the best in the world, no matter what Shimmer Man says. Makes uh, makes Greg Hamilton yell in the microphone. With AEW coming into their own fans, would love to see him take a spot with the Elite. The Second City Savior recently tweeted out, since he can't say anything without people thinking he's teasing a pro wrestling return, then he'll just open, open it up for discussion. So here's a tweet. Since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling. Question for you. Why do you spend your time on something you hate? 
If it's so bad, leave it. I did. Works wonders for me. I look forward to the intelligent discourse. And then someone said, it's called passion and holding out, hoping that something that used to be epic will, will be that way again. Then, CM Punk re- replied, it's called Stockholm Syndrome. And it's very true. While I understand that we we have a passion for wrestling, but it just pains me to see people just holding out. Like for me, I watch when I do watch a WWE really pay per view or uh, event or network exclusive. I watch NXT, NXT UK from time to time. And when I watch anything from the ring roster, I know that it's not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be good. It may be some some things may be okay, but overall the product is bad. Why I spend my time on it? It's just form entertainment. It's like a car crash for me. I don't know about everyone else, but I know when it comes to watching stuff like it's so bad. Oh man, it's so bad. It's fucked up, but. I watch. I'm, I'm curious to see how, how bad the train wreck is. But when people are just still holding out, say, oh, hopefully it'll still be good. Like, oh, this week it could be good. Oh, this week. And it's just, it's Stockholm Syndrome, man. To to want to just continuously cling on for hope that, oh, it could be good. It could be so good. It's like, no, it's not. It's shit. And People are constantly, you know, in this uh, in this death spiral with uh, or wrestling. It's in this death spiral. We we continue to hold out for what for disappointment. Hold out for you know the same fifty fifty booking. Em- empty promises. All they we're, we're gonna as Triple H says that. We're, we need to listen to the fans. Like you are the authority. Like we, we know we haven't been delivering uh, a good product. And they, they went on television. The McMahons, you know, Triple H, they went on, on television and brought up that they not listen to the fans. They want to apologize. And this is when the ratings are starting to dip. And what they do? They went right back. So oh we're gonna bring we're gonna bring NXT superstars to the main roster. No. You use what you have. You don't call up more roster you don't call up more people to the main roster and essentially make it much a much more smaller pond. You do it with storylines, you do it with character development, you do it with story continuity. You don't do it with just bringing more more bodies into the fold. You don't do that by just having match after match after match. Or too much wrestling. Or no wrestling. You got to have that perfect mix. And they're not doing that. So for people to say, oh, we're holding out. You're going to continue to hold out. And while there's other, other wrestling out there for you to enjoy, you're going to hold out. And it's, and it's cool. Like, there's... Superstars, male and female, that I enjoy from WWE, but I watch from a distance. I, 
I occasionally watch clip on YouTube. I catch some highlights, but I won't go out of my way to subject myself to that kind of torture. You know, if you want to catch uh, ISIS terrorists, just have them watch a three-hour episode of Raw. You know, just do that instead of uh, waterboarding. Even though I don't condone waterboarding or any forms of torture, but just do that. Just Raw. Just watch Raw or SmackDown. Either or. And that's really torturous for for people to put uh, put themselves through that. And we're going to continue to do this until something happens. And there's other alternatives out there. So there's no need to just subject yourself to this, to this bullshit, to this crap. Because in order for you, in order for WWE to change, we got to start them out. Or don't watch. Just have it empty. Just an actual, literal, empty arena. So, hopefully, with with the the poor ticket sales, the ratings, people leaving, hopefully, in the near future, we see some change. But that won't be the case because, at the end of the day, WWE rules. Even though they're not they're not must see, they are wrestling. Believe it or not, when people think wrestling, they think WWE, some cases WCW, you know, mainstream, for the mainstream uh, casual audience, they think WWE, that's what they think about. But hopefully, again, uh, all this hope flying around that we see some change. So with that being said... An hour came and went. Uh, Guys, I appreciate you listening all the way to the end. You are indeed the MVP of Room Prime TV. Guys, if you enjoy what you listen to tonight, uh, please uh, consider following me on Twitter. Also, subscribing on many podcast feeds if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts please consider subscribing if you listen to this on Google Play Spotify SoundCloud TuneIn Stitcher Radio please consider following subscribing and please leave some feedback I really do appreciate it if you uh, shout out the podcast in the review I will shout you out and this, it will mean uh, a great deal uh, for me because it will help uh, grow the podcast and it will gain more exposure. And I want this to be more of a interactive podcast where people c- come in and they send their questions to me regarding wrestling, regarding technology, uh, relationships, anything. But since we're talking about wrestling, if you have any uh, questions or anything you want to ask me relating to wrestling, uh, ask me anything you want to ask me, anything you want to ask Ron himself, Cosmic Kaiser, Super Freak, pretending wrestling, feel free. You can drop a line on Twitter or you can hit me up at roomprimetv.com slash contact. Again, that is roomprimetv.com slash contact or just email me 
at roomprimetv at gmail.com. Again, that is roomprimetv at gmail.com. So, for myself, for the Room Prime TV extended family, this has been an episode of Table for One Wrestling, only here on Room Prime TV. So, that being said, I'm going to shut the hell up now and get this bit recorded for you guys and edited so you can enjoy. Thank you guys. Have a good Sunday. Enjoy Stomping Grounds. I hope. Hope you enjoy Stomping Grounds, and I will see you on Wednesday. Peace.